We don't have to live with condemnation. We don't have to live with fear. We don't have to live with any of those things. Jesus wants to give you life. Turn to the person beside you and say, Jesus wants to give you life. Life to the full, life abundantly. Thank you, Jesus. Sorry, Karen. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Jesus wants to give us life, and I'm just going to pray that I have life enough in my battery. Oh, praise God. It's before church, I charged, the, uh, charged this, and it went from 9% to 10%. And I'm going, Jesus, this isn't going to work. I shouldn't tell you that my faith wasn't strong enough, and I put a cord there. But um, that's, it's now on 22, so it's praise God. Thank you, Lord. Great to see you. It's great to be in church. It's a long weekend, and many people go away, and God bless them. Let them have a wonderful time. We're going away tonight. Um, it's uh, great to have you with us here today. And for those of you who are listening to the podcast, maybe you've been away and you're listening to the podcast, we've now had 1,600 people listen to our podcast. And uh, I just think it's exciting that we can let the Word of God go out from this place. And praise God, this week I got to meet with the first person who's, who's listened to our podcast and then made contact and say, can I talk to you about what you've been sharing? Um, someone in this city, and if you're listening today, God bless you. Thanks for that time the other day. It was fantastic. I just think, praise God, that the Word of God is going out from this place. Um, I know Ida listens in Norway and other people around the world. G'day over there. Um, just feels weird saying that, but hey, they're listening. <laughs> anyway, a couple of weeks ago I mentioned that my, my grandpa was in hospital. We didn't know how, how long he had left. Um, praise God, thank you for your prayers. Um, he's... he's lifted and um, he's in rehabilitation at the moment and uh, some of you are asking which grandpa because my grandpa Bill in-law grandpa Rochelle's grandpa has also been in hospital and he's had his appendix out they were a little worried about how the operation would go Um, but praise God he came through it all went well and he's back in Colac and recovering so praise God God is able to strengthen us God is able to do a miracle in a moment or through or through doctors and he can do amazing things if we come to him if we ask um young adults during the week um i had a great time i got to come and share with young adults and uh, we, we watched a clip and listened to a, a guy by the name of erin erin mcmanus who's just been diagnosed with cancer and he was sharing with his church about the fact that he has cancer and he said you know if we think that dying is losing then we've missed the whole point in death, we have victory if we know Jesus is our Saviour. And we don't have to be afraid of death. We don't have to worry about death. Because in death, we get to go to be with Him in glory forever. If we know Jesus is our Saviour, we have a home in heaven waiting for us. Um, but He also spoke about um, using like our life. We have like a, a quiver of arrows. And let's use every arrow with purpose. And let's fire every arrow in the way that God would want us to live our life. And I was just so stirred up. This is my message at all. But um, death is not the end. And let's use every moment of our life to live for God's glory. Amen? Amen. I just want to pray. Lord God, we just thank you for this morning. God, we thank you for the opportunity to come together, to, to be together. Lord, we can be for your glory in this city. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, that people in this city know about this place in Kent's Road. Those ones who get excited about you. Lord, I just pray that the message would go out from this place more and more and more. That God, you would raise us up as your people. 
to live for your glory, to, to, to make disciples, to tell people about your amazing love that we've been singing about this morning. Lord, I just pray for your encouragement for anyone who's feeling discouraged this morning. Lord, just work by your Holy Spirit in each one of our hearts, Lord, as I share, I pray this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I have a clicker in a pocket here somewhere. There it is. Praise God. Thanks, guys. We're going to continue this morning on our series on a generous life. Unfortunately, I forgot to get the heart back up because I want you to remind her it's about God's love. It's His generous life that He has given for us so that He might lead us into living a generous life as He has lived for us, as He gave His life for us. Before we look this morning at 1 John, I think one of the saddest things to see in life is to see a child with no honour for their parents. I work in a school and I do chaplaincy in my other part of my life. And I'm going to try and be really vague because I don't want to cross any borders of what I should say, what I shouldn't say. But over some time, as I've worked with particular kids and, and families and parents, it breaks my heart to see some of the kids that have absolutely no honour or respect for their parents. And there was a recent occasion <laughs> that it just messed with my head, thinking about this person, the life they live and the, the challenges they go through. You know, even sadder is when there's something happens that has, has made that person feel like they cannot trust anybody in authority, that something's happened and they, they feel like, I, I can't trust them, I, I can't honour them, I can't respect them. And how sad that is. Maybe it's just a perception, maybe it's uh, something that they need to deal with, maybe there's something that has happened that they just need God's help to forgive. I'm sure we've all heard things about the Royal Commission. And to be honest, I hate it. I just, I just turn it off. I don't want to even hear about the things that have happened in the past in, in God's name in the church that have turned people away from the truth, that have turned people away from Jesus' love. It breaks my heart, and I pray that it would break your heart too. It's an absolute tragedy that people could be turned away from the, the hope and life that God has for them by people that would say to represent him. God, help us, whether in some small thing or in some big thing, to never turn people away from the truth by the way we would act. And if we have done something, let's be so quick to apologize. And I'm sorry if I've ever done anything that would hurt or want to make you turn away. God, help us. It's, a, it's why as a church we have a duty of care policy that we want to enforce, we want to live by, that we want to do things carefully so that our children, our workers are protected in this place. We don't know who's going to come through the doors and we don't know their history, their past. We pray that they will come in. The only hope for people is in Jesus Christ. And we, we need them to come and hear the gospel. But let's be ready to be wise and careful about helping them come into that relationship with God, to, to outwork that faith in Him. Amen? We want to be accepting but not affirming of people's behaviour. Accepting of the people but not of their behaviour. Matthew 18 verse 6 says, If you cause one of these little ones who trust in me to fall into sin, it would be better for you to have a large millstone tied around your neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. That's a 
confronting statement about how serious it is for us to turn people away from the truth by the way we act. God's got grace. God has forgiveness for if we've had that thing happen to us in our life, if we've been that person. God, help us to never turn people away. Last year we talked about why church, about the desire to honour people, honour God and honour people. That's, that's why we, one of the reasons why we do church, to honour Him. We've been singing about, um, I'm trying to think of the line now, all I do, I honour you. That's what we've been singing. Let's, let's make it our prayer that we would always honour Christ. And here at CFC we want to be a place of honour that, that serves one another, that thinks of one another before ourselves, to be a place of honour. Maybe you're struggling this morning. Maybe someone said something in your life. Maybe it was some small thing. Maybe it was some big thing. Something's happened and you're, you, you struggle with authority. Maybe it's something that's spoken over you and you've just never got over it. I was talking to someone else through the week who someone had something said in, the, in grade four and that word is still with them. But God can bring healing. Can God can bring you out beyond those things. Maybe it's just not understanding something that was spoken to you once. Maybe something Pastor Rob shared with you last week. You're still struggling and not sure how that fits or applies to you, and you're just struggling with that. And this morning, I want us to look at 1 John chapter 4 and see what God would say to us about how we go forward in those things. 1 John chapter 4. And if you've got your Bibles, I encourage you to open it up. Let God's Word be alive to you. Well, that's my prayer. Let your Word be alive to us. I actually want to start in 1 John chapter 3, the last couple of verses that we read last time. John chapter 3, verse, 1 John chapter 3, verse 23. He says, And this is His command, God's command for us. We must believe in His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as He commanded us. Those who obey God's commands remain in fellowship with Him and He with them. And we know He lives in us because the Spirit He gave us lives in us. Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if the Spirit they have comes from God. For there are many false prophets in the world. This is how we know if they have the Spirit of God. If a person claiming to be a prophet acknowledges that Jesus Christ came in a real body, that person has the Spirit of God. But if someone claims to be a prophet and does not acknowledge the truth about Jesus, that person is not from God. Such a person has the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard is coming into the world and indeed is already here. But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people because the Spirit who lives in you is greater than the Spirit who lives in the world. Those people belong to this world, so they speak from the world's viewpoint and the world listens to them. But we belong to God, and those who know God listen to us. If they do not belong to God, they do not listen to us. That is how we know if someone has the Spirit of truth or the Spirit of deception. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Sorry. God showed how much He loved us by sending His one and only Son into the world so that we might have eternal life through Him. 
This is real love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as a sacrifice. Or some translations say as a propitiation, a dealing with His anger. He sent His Son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. We are called, we are commanded to trust in His name, to believe in the name of Jesus Christ, to know that our sin is washed away through the blood of Jesus on the cross. It is God's command for us. If we are to know Him, if we are to live in Him, if we are to enter into what He has for us, we must believe and trust in His name. Faith is counted as righteousness. But we are not called to trust in everything that is said in His name. The message is good, but the messages, messengers occasionally get twisted. For the writer in John, it says, he says, in the time there was the Gnostics, those who said Jesus was just a spirit, he wasn't really a person. And John's talking in particular about these Gnostic teachers that are saying Jesus wasn't really even a person. And he's saying, don't listen to them. They're not speaking by the, by the Spirit of God. They don't even acknowledge who Jesus was. Don't listen to what they're teaching. It's wrong doctrine. It's false teaching. And the Bible tells us in the last days, there will be many who come in his name that say, this is the truth, that this is the truth, that this is the way. There will be many who teach wrong doctrine. It says that many people will listen to whatever their itching ears want to hear. And I've got to say, we've got to be careful in these days with technology, with the ability to go and, and find the teaching we want to hear, to not just listen to the teaching we want to hear. If you find yourself just listening to one person, even if it's just me, that's why we have Selwyn and Matt and others come up and share here. Well, partly. <laughs> we need to make sure that we don't just listen to the teachers that teach us what we want to hear that make us feel good and, and make us think, oh yeah, it doesn't matter about that. We can numb ourselves to what God is saying if we aren't careful to what he's truly saying. I hope there's times when you're sitting and listening to us people speak and you feel uncomfortable because there's a chance that God's trying to chip away at something that he needs to communicate to you. And I think praise God for when a family like ours here at CFC can stay united in Christ and stay together, even though despite our differences, we have different things that we're passionate about, but we need each other to stay true to His Word. I wonder if there's anyone here, and I'm, I'm sure you're, you're all so clever, you've probably never done this, or maybe once or twice, but have you ever been sick and... Uh, you know, you don't feel like you're sick enough to go to the doctor and you think, well, oh, gee, I think there's something wrong. So what do you do? Dr. Google. You get on the internet, you get on your phone and you go to Google and you type in your symptoms. My, my throat's itchy. Um, this and this is going on. And you type it into do, to Google. And I think, rightio, what have I got? And there's, there's, you're all nodding your head. No? Well, some of you are. <laughs> But uh, as you type it into Google and you, and you try and find out what's wrong with me, you, there's two responses you can get. You get the, the first one and it's, it's like, you're fine. Just put some aloe vera on it. Just, just mix some, some bicarb soda and, uh, and lemongrass and rub it on the, rub it on the rash and you'll be fine. I, I don't take that as medical advice. I do not claim that to be wise. 
It's that one answer. That everything's fine. You'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And then you go to the other answer. It's the same, same search. You go to the other answer. It says, beware. You may have the new international bird flu virus and you probably are going to die. <laughs> it's like you, you've Googled one thing and you, and you get two totally different responses. And physically, we've got to be careful what we see on Google and what we listen to. And spiritually, we've got to be careful. There are so many voices out there saying what God is like. And we need to be so careful the message we listen to. Did you know there's actually a word to describe it? Cyberchondriacs. The unfounded escalation of concerns about common symptoms based on a review of search results online. I found that on Google, so I'm not sure if it's true. <laughs> Four out of five internet users look online to, for health information. That's scary. <laughs> oh, God help us. We're commanded to trust in his name, not to believe everything that's spoken in his name. Test what is said. If you hear something that I say and you think, I don't know about that, go home, look it up, read it, talk to someone, find out what is God saying. Is it something that you need to change what you believe or is it something that God is saying, no, I want you not to believe that thing. Is it something that the Holy Spirit's speaking to you or is it something that your, your thoughts have thought and it's not true? We need to test what is said. Last week, Pastor Rob had words for people. We've got copies of some of them available. I'm just looking for Kim's eye and you're going to be somewhere with those copies up the back or in the hall? Up the back, in the hall. One of them. Look for Kim after the service. And if you'd like a, a written copy of what was said from Pastor Rob to you last week, they may have it. It may not be done yet, but we're getting there. Uh, if you'd like an audio copy, talk to Justin and he can't stay all afternoon, but uh, he'll try and help you if you'd like that. And if you're not sure what it means, talk to someone. Like Rob said, don't, don't just think, that's weird, I don't get it. Talk to someone who knows you and say, look, this is what he said. What do you think this means? Is it something that you think can see applies to me? How does it fit? Talk to what you think it means. Talk about what you think it means. Test what he said. But also, I think it's really important that I say, don't throw it all out either if you don't understand it. If, if, you, if you physically tasted things and tested it and thought, no, nope, I don't like veggies, no, nope, I don't like meat. No, nope. all I'm going to eat is chips. <laughs> You're not going to be a very healthy person. And spiritually, if we, if we test little bits of everything and say, no, I don't like that because it's got too much salt. No, that's, that's just a little bit judgmental. I don't like that. No, I don't like that because it sounds a bit strong. If we test everything and don't take it on board, if we don't say, I don't understand it fully, but I accept it, we can find ourselves spiritually unhealthy. Just because you don't understand it, don't say it's not true. <laughs> if God's God, he's probably got a fair few things that we don't know that we won't understand. There's a good chance if you don't understand it, well, no, I won't say that, but... Nah. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 29, I need to move on, says, Let two or three people prophesy. Let them prophesy. And let the others evaluate what is said. That's what God has called us to do. During the week, uh, there was a letter sent out that hopefully most of you may have received. If you haven't received it, maybe you haven't checked your emails yet and it may be sitting in your inbox. Uh, some of you, maybe we don't have your emails or home addresses or maybe it's got lost in the cosmos somehow. But uh, if you didn't get a copy of that letter, I think there are copies. And if there's not, we're going to have copies on the back table after the service. Maybe give us a few minutes by the look of that nod. Um, but we want to give you a copy of that. It's got things about the hall. It's got things about life at CFC. 
But one of the things it talked about in that letter is how we have and share words with each other on a Sunday morning. To be honest, it's before Pastor Dave and Jenny left some time ago, we had conversations and some concerns about how we share words and gifts of the Spirit with one another as a church. Um, I'm going to try and stick to my notes to make sure I cover what I wanted to say here. It's become really obvious to me and to others that have communicated it to us, and I thank you, that there are times when people do not hear what is shared. And if you share something and we don't let others hear it, we're not honouring either those who can't hear it or we're not honouring the Word itself. And we don't want to do that. We want to honour God's Word, we want to honour one another, and we want to do things in an orderly way that everyone can hear those words that God is speaking to us. So what we're wanting to do, we're wanting to try something, and if it doesn't work, we'll try something different. But if we continue as we are, I don't think we're being faithful in, with the words that God gives us. We want to encourage people to seek God for words of wisdom, words of prophecy, uh, messages in tongues, interpretations. We want to encourage the gifts of the Spirit, but we want to do it in an orderly way that encourages the body. So at CFC, if you feel God is speaking to you on a Sunday morning, God's speaking to something into your heart, there's three things... Four, maybe more, maybe more. Just see what I say as I talk. We'll see how many that is. Don't count, just listen. Um, <laughs> firstly, if you feel God is speaking to you, ask God, is this something for me? Is this something God's saying, Andrew, I want you to know this and I want you to apply this to your life. I want you to work this out in your life. Is it something for you? Is it something that you need to do? Is it something you need to write down and, and go home and meditate on yourself? Or is it for someone in the church, a, a specific person that he wants you to speak to and encourage to pray for? Maybe it's after the service. Or is it for the body? Is it for the church? If you feel it is something for the church, ask God, is this something for today? Is this something that, God, you're wanting me to share this morning? Or is it something to, to talk to someone about that you're saying, yeah, I think this is something God wants me to share with the church or this is something for the church, but I'm not sure what it means, how it works I want to encourage you not to just don't say it because you're not sure. Come and talk to me. Come and talk to one of the oversight about that thing that God's putting on your heart. Write it on your care card. Write it down so that we can talk about it afterwards and, and pray about it. And maybe the following week we can share with confidence and, and, and clarity what it is that God's speaking. Thirdly, if you believe God is speaking something to you that He wants you to share with the church that is a, a gift for that moment in that, in that morning, you believe it's something to be shared at that time, please come and, and talk to myself or someone or Mike or the person chairing the meeting that day, like Matt was this morning, and, and just share briefly what it is God's put on your heart. And thank you, Ed, for doing exactly that this morning. And we want to do things in an orderly way that we can then give you the microphone. The microphone will not eat you. The microphone is your friend. The closer you hold it to your mouth, the easier people will hear you and you'll help people be honoured as you share that word publicly and with clarity. Sorry, I just lost my thought on the microphone will eat you. Um, there will be times when we, might, we may say no. And to be honest, you want us to say no sometimes. I don't know if you know that, but you want us to. I, I know we, as, as ministers in this city, we meet together, we pray together, we, we have lunch together once a month-ish. Actually, it's changed, it's mornings, but 
Uh, I know there have been times in this city when there have been people going from church to church to church just with an aim to get the microphone and to say things that you do not want to say from the platform. And you, you need us to say no at times. Um, if, if we say no to you, it's not because we think you're heretical. It may just be the timing that we just don't feel it's what God wants at that time. And please pray for us that God would give us wisdom and, and trust God. As you pray for us, trust that he'll lead us the right way. And if you've got any questions about these things, if you've got any concerns, if you love what I'm saying, write it on your care card and say, great, Andrew, good job, well done. I just want to read to you from 1 Corinthians 14. It says, remember that people who prophesy are in control of their spirit and they can take turns. Some this week, some next week, some the week after. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace in as in all the meetings of God's holy people. That's our goal. We want to be a place of order and love and peace. God help us in these things. I'm going to move on. I hope that clarifies any, any non-clarity. John, 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. He says this, But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people because the Spirit who lives in you is greater than the Spirit who lives in the world. Those people belong to this world, so they speak from the world's viewpoint and the world listens to them. But we belong to God and those who know God listen to us. If they do not belong to God, they do not listen to us. That is how we know if someone has the spirit of truth or the spirit of deception. That's a big call. I don't stand up here and say, if someone listens to me, they know God. That's a, that's a big call, but this isn't God's word. <laughs> you know, we don't have to fear being led astray. We don't have to fear that we're going to be taken off by some false teaching. We don't have to fear being led astray. He says, test those who speak. Test those things that are said. If they acknowledge Jesus, if they acknowledge that Jesus is the Savior of all the world, that he is the Son of God, that he rose again victorious, then and they know Jesus as their saviour, then they're on the right track. That's a great start. That's a great foundation to be coming from. It says, but if they don't acknowledge Jesus, that's not a great place to be coming from. An unbeliever can teach you something about God. It's true, they could. But it's not a great platform to be coming from. And we need to understand that the spirit they're speaking from is not the spirit of God. Well, God can work through them, but it's, we need to be careful. If they won't acknowledge Jesus, be very, very careful about what they're teaching you about Jesus. He doesn't say, if they confess Jesus as Lord, they are speaking by His Spirit. He says, test all things. And we don't have to worry because the Holy Spirit in us will show us what's true and right and will lead us into all truth. It says, greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen? Greater is he that is in, you say it, greater is he that is in me, his Holy Spirit, than he that is living in the world. No weapon formed against you shall prosper if you submit yourselves to him. John, uh, Jesus said in John 10, verse 4, he's talking about his sheep hearing his voice. He says, he walks ahead of them, his sheep, and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. As people can ring up on the phone, and the moment you, they, they, they speak, you know who it is. And you go, ah, Johnny, how you doing? Or whoever it is. Mom, g'day. 
There's other people that they, you ring up and you answer and you talk and you're thinking, who on earth is this? <laughs> you know, we should all know to introduce ourselves when we're on the answer the phone. Anyway, but it raises the question, do we know his voice? Because if we don't know his voice, we need to be very, very careful because we can be led astray. Do we know his voice? How well do we know his voice? We get to know the voice of those we spend time with. We get to know the voice of those who we listen to regularly. How much time do we spend with him in his word? How much time do we spend with him in prayer? How much time do we spend in fellowship with others talking about who he is and what he's and listening to God speak through one another? How well do we know his voice? If it's been a struggle for you to, to do those things, to read his word, to pray, if it's been a struggle, then praise God because he wants to help you. I remember years ago, Ryan Lethbridge standing up here saying, I so had so much trouble reading the Bible and I prayed. I said, God, please help me. And that was all he prayed. And he kept praying that, God, please help me. And he said, now I want to read the Bible. I want to read it. I can't get enough of it. And if you'll pray that prayer, God will answer that prayer. My dad has said from this platform at different times, he, he's not a reader, but now he loves reading the Bible. God has opened his, his mind to read and he just loves it. It's become a daily thing and God can do that in your life as well. There are dangers and I just want to read this from Hebrews 5. This is what the writer of Hebrews said. Oh, sorry, James 1.5. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God. He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. He wants to help you. Hebrews 5 verse 11 says, There is much more we would like to say about this. Remember, not speaking to you, but speaking to other people. But it is difficult to explain, especially since you, the people he's talking about, are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. It's like, whoa. You've been believers so long now. You ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you, again, the basic things about God's Word. You're like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are, who are mature. Some translations, I think, use the word meat. And that's nothing against vegetarians or whatever. Solid food is for those who are mature. Maybe that's why they put solid food now. I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> Sorry. Who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. His spirit leads us and teaches us to know what is right and wrong. Let's not be infants. Let's not be babies. Let's be people that can feed ourselves and not have to live off the milk of others. Let's not always be going to someone else to find out what God says. Let's open his word and believe he's going to speak to us. I pray that God would make us a mature church that has a, a deep understanding of his word. God will lead us into these things more and more and more. Our vision here at CFC is to be a caring church that cares for one another as we learn to care for others. To make disciples as we ourselves are discipled. Oh, I'm fired up, sorry. Then John goes on, almost like he's saying, think about it this way. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Want to know what's from God? God is love. 
If we, spe- if, we, if we hear truth without love, it's distorted. If we want to know what's from God, if it's loving, if it's truly loving, well, I'm going to be careful what I say here. God is love. <laughs> the Bible says that, I can say that. If we want to know what's from God, people can say truth in a wrong way. Let's be people that speak truth in a right way. And, and if it's not loving, then it's not truly from God. If it's truly from God, everything that comes from God at the core is love. If there's a rebuke, it's done in love. If it's, it's, a, if it's some hard thing, it will be done in love if it's done in a godly way. Our God is a generous God. Our God is a generous and loving God. It says in verse 9, God showed how much He loved us by sending His one and only Son into the world so that we might have eternal life through Him. This is real love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. God has generously given Himself for us. He has spoken to us. He has shown us by His actions. This is how much I love you. And we can trust Him. My prayer is that we would know, that we would see, that we would understand and truly have revelation of His love because it will change everything. That's the person I spoke about that I caught up with during the week, uh, listened to the podcast. I actually knew them in a former life in secondary school. And uh, they said to me, I was sharing some of my journey, they said, but, and, and my journey before Christ and how I was discouraged and, and depressed about life. And they kind of said, no way, I don't believe you. It's like, well, when did you know me? It's like, oh, it's about year 10 we knew each other. I said, but you were always so happy. You were like, if you walked in the room, I, I couldn't be grumpy anymore. I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, and I said, that's, that's Jesus. That's what he does. He changed my life. And when we have a revelation of his love, he, he transforms us. When we know his love, it changes everything. God, give us that revelation day by day by day. I just want to read a couple of verses Share one thing, and then we're going to finish. I'll look at the clock, and I think I'm going over time. 1 Corinthians 13 says, If I could speak in all the languages of earth and of angels but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous. And it goes on. The next chapter in 1 Corinthians 14, he says, Let love be your highest goal. But you should also desire the special abilities that the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. And he talks about how the, the spirit of prophecy is encourages the church but the one who prophesies strengthens others encourages them and comforts them anyone who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church 
And if we want to weigh up what God's speaking to us and saying, God, is this from you? We, would, we, can, we can clarify through that filter. Is it going to strengthen the church? Is it going to encourage people? Is it going to bring comfort? If it is those things, then bring it on. Thank you, Jesus. Let's let love be our highest goal, but also desire the gifts of the Spirit to build up His church. I, I, I love this church, and I, I want to... I want my love to be bigger. I wish I had more hours that I could love. <laughs> but to be honest, if we're going to grow as a church, we just need more people with more hours to love. <laughs> and I ask, would you give some of your hours of love to someone sitting near you? That could sound really weird, but let's be in love. <laughs> One thing we've done in the last few months is we've asked Lorraine, who's actually not well this morning, so she's not here, but Lorraine Simmons has been helping me I, I sit down with Lorraine and, and give her a list of people um, that have been away for some time. And, and hopefully if you've been away for more than three or four weeks, you might have got a phone call from Lorraine. Because we don't want to check up on you, but we want to show love to you. We want to find out if there's anything going on. We want to know if there's something that's offended you or something that's hurt you or something that's happened in your life. So we can love you. When I was courting Rochelle, I said to her one time, I know how I feel for you. <laughs> I, I desire to love you, but I can't love you unless you let me love you. And we have a God who loves us, but we need to choose to let him love us. And we have a church who wants to love us, but we've got to let them love us. In the last few weeks, Marilyn's come on board and helping out in visiting some of our seniors. Now, that doesn't mean if Marilyn visits you, you're a senior. I'm sure she visits a lot of other people too. But Marilyn is helping share the love of God amongst our church in visiting the seniors. And we've got that seniors morning tea coming up. Check the newsletter about that. Let's be a church that grows and grows in love. We just need more and more people to share that love. I need to finish. Can the band come? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. God is love. He is life. And he wants to share it with you. What a generous God. He's a generous life. He's given his life. And he wants us to be his followers, to be his hands and feet. Can we stand? We're going to sing this song, Blessed be the name of the Lord. In a land that is plentiful, I'm going to sing, Blessed be your name. Praise be your name, God. When I'm found in the desert place, I'm going to say, Blessed be your name, Lord. When the sun's shining down on me and I'm feeling fried and toasted and dehydrated, I'm going to sing, Blessed be God's name. When the road is marked with suffering. I'm going to sing, blessed be the name of the Lord. Let's sing this. Let's declare his love this morning and thank him and praise him for it. If you'd like prayer this morning, please feel free to come as we sing this song. Let's declare his love and thank him for it this morning. Thanks, Carol.